this Easter day on Christ the bread of heaven. A word of grace has purged away the old and evil leaven. Souls will feed. The text for the sermon this day is taken from that reading from Luke, which was read to you earlier. Grace, peace, and mercy to you from God our Father, and our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ. Amen. First, Alleluia! Christ is risen! He is risen Alleluia! This text, the text of these men on the road to Emmaus, have, one, there's a little interesting point in the fact that they're being withheld from recognizing Jesus, which, let's, it's kind of a little fun theological discussion as to why that happens. But what I'd like to focus on is how they, began, how they did recognize him. By the word, by the breaking of the bread. Because you see, God's word has power. I don't mean it's just powerful like it's really convincing. I mean God's word actually does things. You see, by his word, God said, in the beginning, God created the heavens and the earth. And when he said, let there be light, there was light. Everything he said by his word happened. By his word, he created man from dust and woman from man's rib. By his word, he made Sarah, who was in her old age of in her 80s, pregnant with her first child. By his word, he delivered the people of Israel by the plagues in Egypt. By his word, he delivered them out of slavery. By his word, he said of the Red Sea that it would be, that the, it would be spread the east on the right and the left, and people would be able to walk on it on dry ground. And it happened. By his word, he led the people of Israel through to the, to the promised land. Pat goes forward several thousand years. And a virgin would conceive and bear a son. And his name is Emmanuel, which means God with us. And he would be called Jesus. Jesus, who is in fact the word made flesh, went forth in Galilee. And the word made flesh, with his word, turned water into wine. He, when a paralytic was dropped through, the ceiling, through a roof, laid at his feet, and Jesus said, your sins are forgiven. When he said to the man, take up the mat and walk, it happened. When he spoke the word <coughs> to, to Levi, who would be called Matthew, and just said, follow me. Matthew left his booth 
left everything he had. The other disciples, he also could read where they left their father in the boat with the net. And no, it wasn't just an excuse to get out of work. It was the word of Jesus that compelled them to follow him. When he was on in a boat and there's a great storm brewing up, he said to the storm, be silent, be still. Quite literally, he said to the storm, shut up. And it did. When, he had, when there were 5,000 men, not including the women and children, and all they had was five loaves of bread and two fish to feed all these people, by his word, he did so. And he did it again with 4,000 men, not including the women and children. When Jesus was walking on water, Peter said, If it is you, tell me to come out. And by his word, Peter walked out onto the water. It wasn't until Peter began to doubt God's word that he began to sink. By his word, he told demons to be silent, to get out. And they listened. By his word, he healed a woman with discharge of blood for 12 years. And just a little bit after that, a girl who had been alive for 12 years, who had died. Jesus came to that girl and said, little girl, get up. And she did. When he came to the widow of Nain, whose son was being carried on a carried along with the following of a whole bunch of people. His body was being carried to be burned, to be cremated, kind of in that time. Jesus came to that boy and he said, Young man, I say to you, arise. And by the power of his word, the young man woke up. When his dear friend Lazarus became sick and died, and he had been in the tomb for four days, long enough that the King James says that he stinketh. He got to the tomb and he said, Lazarus, come out. And he did. When Jesus was arrested, and Jesus said his name, who he was, the soldiers dropped back into their knees at the power of his word. He withheld his word from the Pharisees during this trial. But Pilate he spoke to, and Pilate was silenced. From the cross he said, Father, forgive them. He said to the repentant thief, Today you will be with me in paradise. On that first Easter morn, when thinking his body was stolen, the resurrected Jesus said to the grieving Mary, who, for those of you who are at the sunrise service, you just heard this. He said it with just one word. Actually, her name, Mary. And in a moment, she knew it was Jesus. And she jumped up in joy and said, Rabboni, Rabbi, jumped up and clinged to him. Later that evening, that, that day, 
when two disciples, and by the way, when we're talking about the disciples, these are not one of the 12. Luke, this is a one fun thing with the Gospels. In some Gospels, disciples refers to the 12. In other Gospels, disciples refers to every single Christian. In Luke's case, disciple means every Christian. So in other words, these are just two people that were following around Jesus. But anyways, when these two disciples walked in the road to Emmaus, were grieved and confused, their hearts burned within them as Jesus opened up the scriptures and spoke to them. And it was in the breaking of the bread that their eyes were opened. So Jesus would send forth his disciples with the might of this very word. He said, what sins you forgive are forgiven. And the forgiveness you withhold is withheld. Peter, who cowered at the, the words of a servant girl, would boldly proclaim Jesus' words on the day of Pentecost. And thousands would come to believe. The word would flow forth from the apostles all the way to the day to you and to me. And you see, it was by the power of the word through a pastor that he said, I baptize you in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. Amen. Just as Logan Lundstra was baptized yesterday. And when you those words were spoken, it was not just a nice wish. It actually did something. You were marked. You were branded with the name of God. And that meaning that you are his child rather than a slave to sin. By the reading of the word throughout your lives, through the proclamation of the word, whether it be from a pastor from your parents, from your grandparents, from a friend, whoever it may be, by that word you are given strength and your faith is renewed every day so that you can stand against the ongoing assaults of the devil. By the word and that mere breath that you're going to partake of, that is his body broken for you. By his word, with that mere wine is the blood of Jesus shed for you. By that mere bread and wine, which is the body and blood of Jesus, you receive the forgiveness of sins. You are strengthened in this life. And you are united to the entire community of saints. This morning, I'd hoped, if it had not been raining all day, to have started the day in the cemetery as a reminder that we celebrate Easter knowing that in a way, a cemetery is like a giant slumber party. I just thought about this morning. Because it's a bunch of people just gathering around for a little bit of sleep because the day is going to come where the morning's going to come and Jesus is going to go walking through that grave and say, hey, get up, wake up. And you know what? They're going to listen, every last one of them. They're going to be more effective than that person that you can never wake up in the morning. Jesus is much better than that. 
He'll be able to say, little girl, young man. He might say your name. He'll say, come out, wake up, get up. And at his word, you will do so. His word has power. At the beginning of the service, you confessed your sins. And I said, in the stead and by the command of my Lord Jesus Christ, I forgive you all your sins in the name of the Father and of the Son and of the Holy Spirit. I myself am a poor, miserable sinner. There is nothing good in me that makes it, makes it powerful. Rather, the power of the word comes from the one who sends me. And so when those words are spoken, you are forgiven indeed. It is as if Jesus was speaking them right to your face. So in this life, you go forth in your vocation. You are to carry the very same word of Jesus wherever you go. That's why you're to read the Bible. That's why we got that wonderful resource, Congregation at Prayer. And I could say that, and I didn't make it. Someone else did, so I'm lifting up another pastor. But you can use that. You can use portals of prayer, whatever. Just be in God's word because it gives you strength because the devil is always wanting to drag you down. But we stay in it so that not only that we may stand firm, but so that in our vocations, because if you are a parent, a grandparent, a brother or sister, a son or daughter, a cousin or nephew or niece, a neighbor, a classmate, a coworker, an employer, an employee, whatever your calling and vocation may be, God has you in that place for one reason, to tell people about what Jesus has done for them. He has defeated death. Every last one of us is dying without exception. From the minute we are conceived, we are dying. So there's no more important word than Christ is risen. He is risen indeed. Alleluia. And did you hear that in the Gospel of Luke we just read? Where did we get that from? Because that was the words of the apostles when they realized he was risen. I end with this, these words from the song for all the saints in verse 7. It says, But lo, there breaks a yet more glorious day. The saints triumphant rise in bright away, array. The king of glory passes on his way. So you hear that, you imagine, just get that image. Think, we don't have to think hard to imagine a cemetery. Just see Jesus walking through it and turning to every grave and saying, get up, get up, get up. As he passes on their, his way, they all rise, not zombies. Walking deads tonight, don't, not that kind of zombie rising up. He will actually rise, they will rise with a body that is glorious and mighty and better than it was ever in this life. Until that day comes for all of us. To him.
be all glory. In Jesus' name, amen. The grace, peace, and mercy of our Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, keep you in the one true faith to life everlasting. Amen. Please stand.